0: howdy everybody and welcome to another bp movie journal the show we do we talk about the stuff we've seen since the last time we did one of these i'm david and i'm on my own again all by myself um like harry nelson i think um let me know let me know uh this will be a short one i think unless i'm uh, too long-winded but I, I doubt i will be um i'll just kick things off i've I, i got seven movies to talk about which is exactly what i want I, every time i do one of these i want to have seven movies i want to have a movie a day to talk about um uh since the last week so uh, i i did it this week I have, I have seven movies i'm going to start with uh a new uh, or at least new to american shores um release uh, an anime film by the director masaaki yuasa uh, it's called inuo it's his newest movie um i guess came out in japan last year but it's uh, in theaters right now or at least this weekend it's in theaters um now i had never seen any of his movies before the only thing i knew about masaaki yuasa was that he is responsible for my single favorite episode of <laughs> adventure time with finn and jake the episode food chain um Uh, it's always my favorite episode um and i've been saying for years that i need to see more more anime there was a time in my life when i did seek that stuff out i think when i worked at a video video store and we and we had it um but but it feels like the distribution of anime in america uh, has it's 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 overly niche to the to the point where if i don't think to track it down and i don't think to to see these movies um then i will forget to uh so i'm glad that the american Cinematheque is doing uh, or was doing last weekend um across both of their locations a whole um masaki yuasa uh, uh retrospective i guess or or or, or 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 spotlight i only went to the one night um at the arrow that that kicked off with the this um uh, early screening of of Inuo, which is uh, uh, introduced by um, the director himself, which was exciting. Uh, and I'm glad that he he um, he he said, knowing like that we're talking to he's talking to an American audience. He was like, "This movie has a lot of Japanese history in it. You don't need to know it all; just enjoy the movie." And I'm glad that he did, because I don't I didn't really get what the movie was. Um, I wasn't steeped in what the movie was referencing but it it didn't matter the 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 movie is about a uh, um, a a boy who uh, loses his eyesight and grows up to become a a, a musical monk I guess um, and he befriends a um, another young man who was born with multiple uh very severe um uh deformities i guess you would say and they sort of like i said it's a period piece it takes place hundreds and hundreds of years ago but they essentially form a rock band together and the movie um especially in the second half essentially turns into a rock opera um where where uh, um, they're performing songs about a, uh, uh, a a certain Japanese clan that has uh, been that has disappeared or is in hiding or or something. Um, and uh, if it sounds strange there's things that I'm not telling you that are even stranger. it's a very strange experience it um, there's not another movie quite like it i don't think Uh, and i was completely transfixed even when i was sometimes horrified uh by by some of the the terrible things that happen uh and that are shown in in the movie but the movie is um the first off the music's great the songs are great um and uh it looks you know i having like i said largely checked out of of anime um not really on purpose just sort of like um haven't been keeping up i'm used to the ones that i have seen looking kind of the same way like basically i know miyazaki and i feel like there are a lot of people who make movies that look like miyazaki movies um and uh uh much in the same way that food chain doesn't look like the rest of adventure time um inuo doesn't look like um like what you might if you're like me not steeped in anime it might doesn't look like what you might think of as like the the baseline like here's what an anime a a japanese animated movie looks like um it's it's beautiful um it's sometimes uh thick cruder lines the movements in some ways, aren't as intentionally aren't as, as as smooth, especially like the music, the scenes where they play the songs. It's like I think intentionally a little herky jerky because it's I like think supposed to look kind of, I don't know, almost like punk or or, or, or something. Uh, but then there are other things like the the movements of the um, friend with the the deformities are um, in entrancingly like they're strange and almost um not what we would think of as human movements but they're uh beautiful um and the the, the this is everything about inuo is just uh so fascinating it's a singular movie I, I i would recommend anyone uh check it out and i was so glad that it was the first of a double uh, uh a double feature um uh, I was say, I I I um this kind of applies to both movies. Um Masaki Yuasa, uh when you know he was saying, you know, you're an American audience, you don't have to know all of this. But clearly a a large portion of the the the, the crowd at the screening was um I don't know if they're Japanese, but spoke Japanese because there were multiple times in both movies where someone would say, a character would say something and like half the audience would laugh. And I was like, I didn't realize that was a joke. And so I wonder how much more um, anarchic fun I was missing uh, in, in Inuo. Um, the second movie, uh, which was, uh, I guess, had never played theatrically in Los Angeles before, uh, but it's from 2019. Um, it's called Ride Your Wave. Uh, and this is a much different looking movie than Inuo. I, having just seen like my first ever Masaki Iwasa movie, I was like, okay, I'm ready for more of that. Riger Wave is not more of that, but it is more of um, singular weird beauty. Um Rider Wave I might say I liked it even more than Inuo uh, because I'm a sucker for romance and Riger Wave is at its heart a, a love story um that i won't i won't spoil too much of uh, what happens in it because i didn't know and i'm glad i didn't know uh but it is um about a uh a young woman who likes to surf and a firefighter who would like to learn to surf and they meet and um, become friends and then become more than friends and they uh, fall in love. So completely, the movie is just... Uh, it's, it's a soaring, heart-swelling uh, type of love in, in the sense that it feels old hollywood romance but also feels so real because when you actually fall in love it actually feels like that i think that's what i found so beautiful about rage wave is is that like on the surface it's like yeah this is the the intensity of the emotion they feel for each other is over the top but that's because that's what it is in those early stages and uh, the movie got that in in a way that is so so beautiful but also so bittersweet um because we know that you know that doesn't stay that way forever it changes over time over time uh but there's also you know like with the new being <clears throat> magic and stuff like that there's also some magical stuff with uh water um and 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 uh water maybe having uh some mind of its own type of thing i don't know i'm dancing around the story because I, I don't want to give too much away but uh i found both of these masaki yusa movies um so beautiful i i really need to see more of his stuff. I really probably should have checked out more of his stuff after um, the Adventure Time episode that he did. But, um, yeah, I uh, really liked it. Uh, Moving on to the new James Ponsolt movie. Um, I don't think I'd seen um, the last one of his movies that I saw... Uh, I guess would have been the end of the tour. Yeah. Um, I didn't see the circle. I think that was his last one. I'm getting the, the timing um, off. But his new one is called Summering. And um, it's a... Uh, weirdly kind of... I think it you could see it as a kind of... Uh, modern day like girls version of stand by me but it's also it's not it's i think it's a movie that's aware that stand by me exists and is aware that um it's kind of uh quoting it in 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 some ways um it's me about uh four girls on the last couple of weekends before uh before school starts again so the last couple weekends of summer which is like timely that i watched it this week because kids are like back in school this week it's so weird to me um you know as someone who was (laughs) in elementary school like didn't go back to school till after labor day i remember like it was it's so weird that kids are back in school like the second week of august now uh anyway that's not the 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 point they're um basically these um four girls uh instead of setting out to find a a, a dead body they Stumble upon a dead body um, in the woods um, near their 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 neighborhood, and um, they set out to try and find out who this guy was and how he came to 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 die there. But um, they, you're asking to yourself, why don't they just go to the authorities? Uh, the reason they don't and this is actually one of the most interesting things about the movie to me. The reason they don't is because they don't want the attention that that will bring from their moms and um, I realized watching this movie that this is you know people you know my generation especially older in my generation I'm like top end of like millennials so i guess i get lumped in with that like everybody gets a trophy type of um, generation which is not really how i was raised but like age-wise that's where i fall but especially people older you know gen x and boomers and even older than that love to talk about like oh when we were kids you know in the summer we just like left home in the morning we stayed all day and our parents weren't on top of us all the time um and stand by me is definitely like a movie that speaks to that sort of memory of childhood um and Summering being very much a movie that takes place now is about what is it like to try and have a carefree childhood when you are helicopter parented? (laughs) Um, And is that worse than um, one of the four girls is not helicopter parented. One of the four girls has a parent who is barely around and basically takes care of of herself. And so uh, I think that balance is, is, is crucial to showing like, um, uh yeah it, it 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 sucks for these other girls that they're like moms have like spyware on their fucking phones and shit like that um but it probably might suck worse to have a mom who didn't care uh and um so i, I like that balance and in, and in, in perspective but um there's something about uh, you know i guess i've been like i said kids are going back to school so i've been in this mindset of thinking about summer thinking about summer as a kid when you're off school. And thinking about the fact that uh it goes by so fast now, I think, because I'm not thinking of it because I'm older and I and I and I think about like uh in Stephen King's It he writes about how like the summer wasn't just the summer isn't three months, the summer is an eternity. Um and there's also a there's a Chance the Rapper song with Ben Gibbard from Death Cab for Cutie singing a hook about like, uh, do you remember when when we were younger? The summers all lasted forever, Uh, and it's the one thing I really uh, jived with. I guess with with summering is that even though it has this kind of like mystery thriller type of premise, it has this very languid pace, but not in a boring or stultifying or slow way. Uh, it feels like it's trying to capture summer and the end of summer, and trying to make it last. You know, um, uh, trying to stretch out those 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 last days um, before uh, before school starts. The one girl asks her mom if she can skip mass this week, which, on the one hand, spoke to me as a kid who when it was grown up, grew up Catholic, but also. I don't think I ever would have asked if I could skip Mass. I think I knew <laughs> the answer was no um, when I was when I, when I was little. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I I really I really liked it. I mean, Jim, James Ponselt I liked Into the Tour, and I liked this. Um, definitely wasn't a big fan of the Spectacular Now, uh, but, so, but I'm glad to see that uh, I'm a fan of his now. Uh, speaking of a fan the next movie I watched terrific movie, one of the best of the year so far I'm going to tell you right now uh, Owen Klein's Funny Pages um, which is a movie about a teenager who uh, wants to become a cartoonist and decides to drop out of school and uh, make that happen for himself uh, after his um uh encouraging inspiring art teacher um dies very suddenly um in the at the beginning of the movie um and uh, uh the 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 actor um daniel Zolgradi zolgadri daniel zolgadri uh who plays the main kid is 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 great but um in addition to that the movie uh, just owen Klein has just filled this movie with wall character like and characters um it feels so specific um uh it also feels very film like i'm assuming it was shot on film because it kind of looks like that but i don't uh I, i haven't looked that up um but uh uh it it you know he he drops out of school and like rents like a weird apartment he see he saw like with roommates like in in this like basement apartment and and it feels like it takes place it feels like a very east coast movie because it, it takes place in jersey and in, in in um in between uh um i guess he's from like the princeton area but then he gets an apartment in trenton i don't really know jersey at all i've never been there so i don't know uh, how close that is um but um but this the sense of like there being an economy of oddballs and weirdos living life alongside the sort of straight world um, is so fully realized in in this movie and, and often so hilarious, um, and, uh, uh, just completely enveloping and, 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 believable. Uh, but also, also the movie is, it just flies by. It's a quick, uh, 86 minutes and it's got, um, a number of actors. I, uh, recognized, uh, Matthew Marr or Mayer. I'm not sure how you say his, his name. Uh, he's been in a number of things. Uh, the great Josh Pat, uh, Pice is in it. Pius Pice. Um Maria uh, Dizia is is in it, and Ron Rifkin has like a one scene um, uh, uh, thing. But it's mostly just stocked with very people with whose whose faces and whose voices and whose carriage just have a lot of character. Um, there's never a a, a dull moment um, in this movie about a little asshole who you nonetheless like kind of feel for because he um has this desire to be something that he doesn't we don't even know if it exists anymore he lives his life in these old funny books um and uh he thinks that he's great and he thinks that he's actually absolutely capable of becoming the thing he wants to become but that's if it exists (laughs) um All right, moving on to a rewatch, um, rewatch first time in over twenty years. I haven't seen this since I thought saw, saw it in the theater. Uh, Miguel Arteta's Chuck and Buck from two thousand, uh, the movie that introduced me and I guess a lot of other people to uh, the talents of of Mike White, who who also wrote the movie. Um, uh, if you haven't seen it, real quick, the story is about uh, two childhood friends who have grown apart. One of them. Buck, played by Mike White, is a severe case of sort of arrested development. He basically still uh, lives at home and acts like uh, an 11-year-old boy. Um, And uh, then his mom dies, and so he reaches out to his old friend and sort of inserts himself into this guy's life who has very much moved on. (laughs) Um, And uh, I would say that I found you know i've talked before about sometimes watching with some distance adds the just the fact that it's an older movie adds something to it in a way i feel like i had the opposite reaction watching this as i did when i was 17 18 and maybe not knowing everything that was going on in the world of american independent film it felt more uh Risky. It felt more bizarre. Um, And now watching it, it feels so completely of its era. It's not, I'm I'm not saying it's bad. Like, Margot Miguel Arteta is clearly a competent director. He's he's made a number of movies. Um, uh, His career has gone in a a weirdly more mainstream direction. Uh, But maybe not that weirdly, given how for all of its, like, Mini DV smeariness and the fact that it uh, has um, uh, gay content that probably seemed a lot more uh, out there uh, in you know twenty plus years ago. Um, despite all that, it is a very conventional and watchable movie with a um, happy ending and a, a conventional moral approach to the the world um it's not bad at all it's often funny mike white is funny and um uh writes funny stuff and and uh is funny as an as an an actor uh miguel arteta despite the you know knowing ugliness of the of the format of the the video stock um absolutely knows how to frame and light a shot and to cut a movie together it's it's by no means bad but it it felt more common to me watching it now than it did when i saw it uh 20 plus years ago um at the uh hmm, chase park plaza theater in st louis i want to say i can't say that i can't say for sure uh okay um next up we're almost there six out of seven um, if there's a, you know, there's a, a, there's a short list of actors that who are good in anything they're in, no matter what, uh, if it's, if the movie's good, they're always good. And, um, I think I'm ready, uh, probably way behind the times, ready to add Aubrey Plaza to that list. um. Her new movie that she stars in is called Emily the Criminal, and, um, she plays a young woman who is, uh, having trouble paying her bills, paying her debts, paying her, her, her loans, and, um, to make some quick money gets deeper and deeper into, um, doing illegal things, um, all the while, kind of uh, following for her criminal handler, or however you want to call it, played by uh, Theo Rossi. Um, uh, in, in, in that way, the movie really reminded me, even though it's very different in form and, and, and approach, but it felt like um, there was a movie from 2015 called Victoria, a... Um, I guess it's a. It takes place in. It's a German movie, or it takes place in Germany. I can't uh, because the main character is Spanish, probably by Costa, and she also similar thing. She gets like roped into committing crimes with a guy that she's kind of like falling for a little bit, um, and uh, uh, it, it. So it, it felt like that in terms of. Uh, it's a really solidly made thriller. Um, it's. Um, i guess it's john Patton Ford's first feature but it's it's um it's 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 tense it's sleek it's it it it, it moves uh but it's also very much a movie of its time you know and in, in terms of what we've seen um you know we've seen advocacy for canceling student debt we've seen increased people leaving the workforce we've seen um in, in, increased unionization among workers we don't traditionally think of you know th- tend to think of unioners uh, union laborers as you know fucking stevedores and truck drivers and and plumbers and stuff like that uh, but like people in the service industry unionizing um and that's where she worked at her job is she's a catering like driver delivery person um and the the movie is so aware of of it feels very much aware of the conversation and part of the conversation in in the way that it illustrates things like you know contract employment versus union and having student loans and uh, um, opportunities coming in the form of unpaid internships and all of this stuff uh, all this stuff's bubbles up without the movie ever feeling like it's a polemic or or a diatribe or a screed or, or or anything or strident or anything like that it's it's just a part of the conversation meanwhile it's a very much a character-driven thriller um that i uh that i really liked on its own uh, you know just from what john Patton ford made uh but i also am realizing that uh, and again, probably behind the times on this, but I'm uh, realizing that I'm a big Aubrey Plaza fan. <laughs> she's just she's just fantastic uh, in, in this movie. Um, and then I think I have one more movie. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Last night I went and saw... You know, uh, I should take more advantage of this. Um, but I just got invited to this screening. But I live in a city that has a huge... Korean population and has multiple like Korean movie theaters that show like Korean movies with English subtitles. When I say Korean movies, I don't mean Bong Joon Ho and Park Chan Wook and Hong san Soo and like the the festival Korean filmmakers. Those are easier to find in some ways um, for th- they're more visible to me as a cinephile than mainstream uh um big budget korean movies um not that i mean parasite was clearly like not a cheap movie but um but still mainstream entertainments and so i got invited to go to and uh, a, a preview screening of a movie that is out in in um some theaters uh this this weekend uh, directed by Jae rim it's called emergency declaration and it is a uh big budget sort of disaster movie type thriller it's um but it's also has to do it's very much of the moment in terms of uh i mean it has to do with a terrorist attack but the terrorist attack is biological terror so there's like disease and infection and airborne uh particles and you know people covering their faces and trying to isolate like um uh, so it's obviously very much aware of COVID though it takes place before COVID there's um, it doesn't like make a big deal out of that but if you look at the signage in the movie it says it's 2018 at one point um, but it's obviously very uh, aware what I'm not saying, telling you is all of the things that I just described happen aboard a huge passenger plane airplane that's on a flight from um, uh Incheon to Honolulu, uh, I, I, think is the, uh, um, the path. No, I feel like I have to look, uh, look that up. Um, Incheon International Airport. Yeah, that's where, that's where it starts. Um, and, uh, it's, it it, it has very much that feel of like a disaster movie where like a lot of different people are going to be involved in this and the beginning of the movie is setting up all these here's the man traveling with his daughter here's the uh, the the co-pilot who sees something weird as he's walking through the airport here's the detective whose mom is going to take this flight to to Hawaii and he's played by Song Kang Ho by the way who's the um, Actor that people who see the movies that the Korean movies that I see will recognize uh, from from Bong Joon Ho's movies uh, mostly, um, and uh, uh, so yeah, it, it 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 has all of these very uh, familiar trappings of a of a disaster movie, but it is uh, executed with a great just big budget mainstream filmmaking style. Um, there's uh, um, okay, I'll spoil one part just to show um, how cool some of the stuff in the movie is and terrifying at the same time. We know, before anyone else knows, that this, is, this disease is starting to work its way through the plane, this virus. We know that the pilot is infected. He doesn't know it. No one else knows it. Um, and But the way that we find out that he has died in the cockpit... Is that we're in the plane? This is not a, this is early on in on the movie. This isn't like a huge this. This is one of the bit first big things that happens. We're in like the main cabin of the plane, and the first thing we see is people with longer hair or scarves or whatever. It starts appearing to like lift up next to them, and then we realize, oh, that's because the plane is starting to go into a spin because the pilot has died and fallen forward onto the steering console or 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 whatever uh, and it's such a cool like uh, uh visual way of getting us into this like oh shit this is going to be even worse than um than we've 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 realized and then you know there's a whole part of trying to get the, into the cockpit and get the plane out of the spin and it's all very tense and expensive looking and the movie's full of of of, of little things like that but also very you know heart-tugging and and sentimental in in that sort of big uh budget movie way um it was it's it feels weird to talk about a movie that is like so close to home in terms of like uh things that we're still freaking out about in 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 this world um and call it a fun movie but it is a big fun movie